Hey everyone, this is Bruce and Crystal Westfield. Welcome to the Marriage Grind Podcast. We want to thank you so much for joining us on this journey as this is our first episode together. Uh, we are separate podcasts, but over a course of time, we've decided that you know, people, they love hearing from us. And, and I know with, with our history with working in the marriage ministry, um, you know, there's some people that were wondering, when are you guys going to do a podcast? When are you guys going to do some work together? So it just made sense to make it happen. So we want to thank those continuous supporters who love us and love the work that we do. This is for you. And for the new listeners that are tuning in, Welcome to the, the Marriage Crime Podcast. This is, a, is an experience that where we will take you on a journey of having a conviction, working hard in your marriage, and knowing that God is in the center of everything that you do. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to adding value to your life. Um, Crystal and I, we were talking about, <laughs> the funny thing is, we were having a conversation about what what is this first episode going to be about? And... And right now, just to let you guys know, we are in the process of celebrating our 10-year anniversary. It, it's not quite our anniversary yet, but June is our anniversary month. Our anniversary is on June 27th, but we decided we were going to take this month to reflect and celebrate what God has put together. And right now, we are at a four-star resort called the Eaglewood uh, Resort and Spa, and we're in our hotel room in a nice, beautiful setting. And we decided what better way to celebrate our marriage and our anniversary by starting our first podcast right here. Right, babe? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. relaxed. We're super relaxed because we've been enjoying our time without the kids. <laughs> they're having a great time with Nani and Poppy. And um, so they're in good hands. They're enjoying themselves. And we don't have to worry about anything far enough away from home, but not too far. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since we've just relaxed and spent time together and enjoyed no expectations. And um, yeah. it's been it's been beautiful. Um, and it's kind of hard to believe it's been 10 years. Uh, we've been together 11 years, but here we are and we're sitting back we we have coffee we have uh some san pellegrino um i i got a different san pellegrino some italian sparkling drink but i don't know what she's got the traditional blood orange Mm -hmm. but i also have some hotel coffee we've done nothing but enjoy food and desserts and and uh, we even had a chance to watch uh, Game Five of the NBA Finals, where um, you know I think you fell asleep yeah, I fell while asleep. I was while I was watching it. But the Warriors won, so hey, I'm happy about it. Hopefully, they can win Game Six and Seven, so they can take it home. And but, we also took some time in the city. Yeah, we did. We took walking, enjoying. Yeah, we went to the Buckingham Fountain. We went to uh, Millennium Park where the Bean was, mm-hmm. and. Well, we we went to uh, Jenny's ice cream and yeah, it was delicious. Oh, that was so good. And fresh ingredients. Fresh ingredients, yeah. Enjoyed it. It's been nice. But for those of you who don't know the beginning of our story, you know, 
we were reflecting on our journey here. We were like, wow, it's hard to believe it's been 10 years. But our story wasn't always rosy, and it, all, it wasn't always a, a beautiful thing to talk about either. But when you think, when you reflect back on just kind of how we've gotten here, you know, it was out of a word conviction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in business, in business, people believe that they should do things with a conviction. They believe something wholeheartedly that the reason why they do what they do is because something happened. It's something that they believe intrinsically on what they should do. And that's kind of what happened with us uh, alone when we were alone in our own seasons of being individuals where God was talking to Crystal about who she should be with and God was talking to me on who I should be with. But I don't know if, (laughs) for me, it's kind of a weird, it was kind of a weird situation because I was having, I had people around me like, hey, what do you think about Crystal? This is back when we were, you know, our single, in our single season. And they were like, I was like, they were like, what, what, what do you think about Crystal? And I said, I don't know what I think about Crystal. Because I had my eye on like four or five other women. <laughs> <laughs> and not saying that I was a player. I wasn't a player. I wasn't. It was just, you know, there's so many options around me. And I don't want to blow this. I want to make sure, you know, whoever I'm zeroing in on or narrowing my, my interest on, that this is the one I want to be with. And, and it seemed like the women I had my eyes on, they, I know in my heart that they weren't the right choice, but I just kept them on the list. <laughs> I mean, like how many other people would be that honest with, you know, about something like that. But the more time that went by, the more I started to notice Crystal was definitely different, you know? And I'm pretty sure she's going to tell you her story too. But uh, I had a dream one day where God was, he woke me up at, and I couldn't even sleep. It was like 2.30 in the morning and God, he, yeah, I was up praying. And as I was praying, I was, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go to sleep. And he told me to get up and I was like, man, I'm tired. And I clearly heard him say, get up. And it was aggressive, like it was firm. So I got up and I remember walking around in the room and I was living in somebody's garage where they built a room. And as I was walking around and praying, he said the name Crystal. And I was like, what? And he literally told me to go outside. So I go outside and I, my the door to the the door in the garage literally led to the backyard. As I'm in the backyard, I'm saying, "Okay, God, it's two thirty in the morning. What's going on? What you try, what are you trying to show me?" And he had me look to my left. There was a shed, and but this this particular night, the door was wide open, and I looked over, and I was like, "What's the shed door doing wide open this late? That's not normal." And then he told me to look to the right. And there was a grill, and the grill had a cover on it. And I and I asked the question again, Lord, what do you have me? What's going on? It's two thirty in the morning, and he says, Bruce, do you see that grill with the with the cover on? I was like, Yeah. The grill is the thing that I want to do. 
the cover is you. The grill can't do anything or perform if the cover is on top of it because it's in the way. And he said, if you don't get out of my way and you don't pursue this woman, Crystal, as your wife, he had me look at the shed with the door wide open. And he said, that's the open heaven. That is That symbolizes the blessing that can be and should be over your life as a result of you doing my will. And she is the key to the blessing that is supposed to be over your life. If you don't pursue that woman, I will close the open heaven that is supposed to be on your life. And I said, dang, I love being a blessed man, God. <laughs> so I said, well, if this is what I'm supposed to do, it's 2.30 in the morning. Wake, when I wake up, I want to feel peace in my spirit. So I woke up the next morning. I had peace. I had peace in my heart. I had peace in my spirit. But it wasn't enough. So I decided to test the waters. And um, I came back. I remember I, was, I came back from class this particular day. It was 4 o'clock. And a friend of mine said, hey, Bruce, guess who I just so happened to see at church today? And this never happens. And I was like, who? They said, Crystal. I said, Crystal who? Crystal Meso. And I was like, and I looked up at the sky like, what the? Oh, okay, that's cool. All right. So then, literally 30 minutes later, somebody says, hey, uh, can you go help my grand my mother? That car broke down. They need a ride over here. I said, fine, we'll go. So I took, I took a friend of mine with me. And we pick up the person's mom. And as we literally are driving back to the room, she says, I need to go to 7-Eleven and get something really quick. I said, okay, fine. And then she says, I forgot to tell you, Bruce, guess who I saw at church today? And I was like, who? I saw Crystal Mezzo. I was like, get the flip out of here. Man, okay, fine. All right, I'm going to do it. So then... I get back to the whole, I get back to the house and then I say, you know, I'm not convinced. I'm going to do one last test to make sure that this is it. This is the person I'm supposed to, supposed to be with. And I said, if she's over 30, I am not pursuing her, not pursuing her. So I text her. I said, Hey, um, uh, just wondering a couple of other people, a couple of people we've been talking and We've been wondering, how old are you? And she says, why are you guys talking about me? Well, we were just, and then I just said back in text. Well, we were just having a discussion and nobody seemed to know how old you are. The only people that were talking was me. <laughs> 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 so then she says, how old was Jesus when he first started his ministry? And then. As soon as I saw that question, I put my head up. He was 30. She made the cut, people. <laughs> so I I uh, said, I asked her to go to Starbucks with me, and it took me two hours to ask her out. And I asked her out, and it was history from there. I knew 
that I was supposed to marry her. I didn't wait a whole year, two years, five, ten years. I asked her out. Six months later, I asked her for a hand in marriage. And then six months later, we got married. I didn't waste no time because I had a conviction that this is the woman I'm supposed to be with. This is the one I'm supposed to share my life with. And this is the woman that God has set apart for me to be able to enter in wherever it is that he wants us to go. She's supposed to be there to take the ride with me. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, Crystal, you have a little, little extra to add to the story. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. So uh, do you want to kind of share your little, your little tidbits about what happened? <laughs> well, mine started while Bruce was looking at all these women. I was shut down from any looking at any men. I was kind of over. I felt like no man really um, qualified, to be honest. Um, I was serving in ministry. I, you know, professionally, I was excelling. And in ministry, I was excelling. And so, you know, I was in a class. Um, not only was I leading ministry, but I was in a class, a theology class. And I, with, you know, high-level leaders and staff and pastors, and I was looking around like, there is no man that matches, no man that can leave my household in church, and if I'm in church doing all this work, and I just don't, I don't see where it's at. So I just, I had a conviction to pray for my future husband from head to toe, and so every night I would pray. I was reading a book. Um, I think it was becoming the woman of his dreams and there was a prayer in the back and I would get you know on my knees and I would pray and I would just pray future husband my future husband my future husband and I just kept praying and then one night the Lord said Bruce and I'm like anyways my future husband my future husband and then it was <laughs> Bruce <laughs> I'm like Bruce who the heck I'm like I only know one Bruce I'm like no way it's not him so I just kept praying. I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, is is that God? Is that the devil? Like, what is hold it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't tell them, You don't. You didn't tell them what you thought about me, though. I'm. Oh, you getting I'm, there? I'm getting there. <laughs> so, so I was thinking like, and it just was clear and clear. And I, it's like you're praying for your future husband. It's Bruce. Like here it is. Here's who it is. Now you have a name. Pray for him. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like, Bruce Westfield? I'm like, no way. He's like, he does the youth ministry. He's like a youth. He does the youth <laughs> ministry. He's young. He's military. He's short. All my, you know, complaints. Those are my complaints. And God's like, okay, he's not a youth. Age doesn't matter. He's out of the military now. And size, you know, height doesn't matter. Well, hold on. They don't know that you were looking for a 63240, though. Right? <laughs> I wasn't necessarily looking uh, for a 63240, but I wanted somebody a bit taller than me. Um, <laughs> not half an inch, more than that. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, interestingly, well, I, I would learn later that him being in the military actually ended up benefiting our family quite a bit. So, if had I not followed my conviction, I would have lost out on that. Um, so... He just, you know, he would start speaking to me about things to do. And I remember telling um, my leader, who I was living with at the time, which also was a, a conviction of mine. I loved living alone. I loved 
being in solitude and God spoke to me and told me to move in um, with her to help her and you know I didn't really financially I didn't need to but I know it was preparing me later I, I realized it was preparing me for marriage and to kind of get out of myself um, and I remember telling her and uh, she knew right away that okay yep but I don't know how that's gonna happen because I <laughs> had my views about how things should be and <clears throat> leadership wise he didn't seem to be at the same level as me and so that to me was very hard. Um, it was hard to see, but I had a very strong conviction about it. So he started telling me to in interact with him more. So we went to the same church, but also there was a community extension um, and I was volunteering there and Bruce was also there. So God would tell me to start, you know, talking to him and then start doing things. Um, and it was a long time that I had to do these things that I was like, this is so stupid. I'm over it. And I remember telling um, Francisca um, that my she was my leader and then also the one who I lived with. And I remember telling her, this is stupid. Like, I'm over it. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore because it seemed like it was taking forever. And I didn't understand the point of texting him something or telling him something or giving him something or like, I don't know what, I, I would give you gifts or something. Or... You gave me, like, I was big on Arizona raspberry drink at the time. And and what you don't know is when you were giving me the, the, the drinks, you got to remember some, something. Nobody was, was giving me anything. Nobody. So for a woman <laughs> to give me my favorite drink, I'm like, what the, what is this? <laughs> and she's just doing it out of the kindness of her heart. And I'm like, and I would go home and think about, like, Man, I've never had a woman just give me things like this and and have no agenda. And you know, I, I didn't realize God was using using you to do that. You know, I just thought that you were just being very nice and but internally what I was thinking was, you know, Crystal's actually she's really a good woman. She's a good woman. And I started thinking about you more and more after after you would do those those acts of kindness, mm -hmm. and um, it actually made me think, all right, maybe I need to reconsider what my priorities are, and 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 you know who should be in my life because these other women I'm looking at, they're not doing nothing, they're not adding value to my life, they're not bringing anything to the table, and I'm seeing you, you 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 had a map, like you got to remember something. There was this thing about you that was intimidating because. You had a master's degree. You were already a professional, established professional, doing doing big things. You were leading the ministry, and I'm like, man, I got to raise my game just to get with this woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that I that I was thinking about, like he's not at my level. You were thinking like I'm not at her level. <laughs> <laughs> but the way that that God works in that is that it it quickly, you know, it, it he he quickly raised you up, and you quickly answered that. And so that wasn't even, you know, and for me, because I wasn't around my family and, you know, it's as far as men and, you know, there was no place I felt safe. There was no place that I was like, okay, let me let my guard down. So my guard was always up and I was very like to the point business. And so that took a lot for me to kind of let it down because I, I didn't want to. I didn't mm -hmm. until I knew that I was gonna marry this person, and I I would wear a ring that looked like an engagement ring. Um, did you ever notice that? 
Um, not really. Right. And so people not would really. say, and I say, oh, I'm already spoken for. And they would say, well, who is it? I'm like, I'm already spoken for. And I wouldn't say anything. But I did that because I was trying to ward off the men that I didn't want any interest. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like them talking to me or anything. And so um, I remember somebody asking me, well, what's going to happen when, when it's the right person, when it is the person that you want to marry? I said, well, then he'll know. Mm. It won't matter. And see, you didn't even notice. And I had worn it, and I wore it on my left hand, and I wore it as if I was already taken because I believe that God already had somebody for me. And that was even before he spoke your name. Mm. And so I would go to church and I would go to the center and I would be wearing the ring. And people were like, that's ridiculous because well, apparently it's not because here we are 11 years later. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, and you know, I remember you were also leading a Bible study with all these women. single women mm-hmm. and they were putting on all this extra makeup oh, yeah. and going to get these operations to get a flat stomach mm-hmm. and you know the thin you know make get themselves all thin and and they're trying to tell you what you should be doing what i should dress like what i should yeah what and, i should do yeah and then you ended up with a man yeah and get married before all of them and then they were asking me what was the secret i'm like the opposite <laughs> of what you're doing <laughs> and i think the main ingredient here is that you know we sought god and we were trying to be obedient from the very beginning and we gave god gave us a conviction and i think what happens all all the time is is that we have this conviction but yet we still have this mentality of of this this fleshy mentality of yeah but i also want to do this and i believe Mm -hmm. god is trying to steer us in the direction of where he wants us to be but because you know we want our the things that we want we don't recognize that God is all about timing. And the thing that you should do, which is the will of God, the thing that he's given you conviction to do, that's the first thing you should do because you don't know if he's going to be able to meet the desire that you want along the way. And I think everything that I've ever ever wanted to do, and there's things that have been added to the list over the years, but the things that I've wanted to do in my life, you know, he's done it. Even there's been things that I didn't realize that I wanted to do. He's given that to me. Or realize that you want. You know, sometimes it's what you don't realize what you want or you don't realize what you need. Mm-hmm. And then he gives it, you know, he gives it to you. That's even, that was even in looking for a spouse. You know, you could say all the physicalities that are going to change over time. Yeah. Um, but... I remember God speaking to me that faithfulness, you're going to have a faithful man. And do you trust me? And I'm like, yeah, of course I want to faithful. He's like faithful to me first and faithful to you. And I was like, yeah. And so then that's what he reminded me of when he spoke to me about you. And then the leaders that were over you would say things like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that even if it's a roller coaster, like, I got to ride the roller coaster, but I know that in the end, you know, even when you're fighting with God, in the end, you're going to make the, that right decision or you're going to go back and make it right. And that's way more important than, you know, age or height or what I saw and the fact that you you rose up to leadership and you rose up where yeah. you needed to be. And then sometimes we would counsel couples, and even though I was the one that <laughs> with the background Mm-hmm. And with the degree and the background and experience, I'm like, dang, you're more anointed than I am. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the, <laughs> you know, because because God raised you up to that, and 
and you know you you were responsive to that and so you know if if we open ourselves up and allow even what doesn't look right things are like mm, I don't see how that's gonna you know simple things simple things like you know that I would never think to ask God about like you're always you did it a lot this weekend you always like push me to the inside you know so that I'm not by the street mm-hmm. or you know things like that and, and kind of you know guide me that that's a that's a safety and a security thing and that shows that you care and love me but it's not something that I would have prayed for yeah you know or would have thought to pray for yeah you know and I remember having a conversation with my leader his name was Derek uh, he was actually the best man in my wedding at our wedding excuse me <laughs> <laughs> and I remember having a conversation with him on the couch before I went to Crystal and anything and asked her out he was I was he he knew some of the women that I had an eye on and one particular girl had gotten back in the picture in my life and I met I saw her back up at the library and I was like man maybe I should ask her out and he was like let me ask you this Bruce if something if something comes up and, and it's drastic and it happens in, and it happens who do you think is going to seek the Lord who do you think is going to do the right thing by seeking the Lord on your behalf do you think it's going to be her or you think it's going to be Crystal? And when he asked the question, I knew, I oh, man, I had the, I had the answer already. <laughs> but a part of me didn't want to answer because I didn't want to, I didn't want to state the obvious. But I knew the other girl wouldn't see God the way that she would see, that she would see God. And for some of you, you have people in your life that are giving you guidance God is using them to speak to you about what you should do in your life, the the to the convictions that you should have, and when in, in regards to your relationship and your marriage, and you're ignoring them. God has given you leaders for a reason. Now, sometimes when you are in, sometimes when you're married or when you are in a relationship, you want to do your own thing, and I get that, and we done our own thing for a long time but we needed help in the beginning for God to guide us to each other because we were in our own ways and God had to get our leaders to give us direction so we could move in a direction of where he wanted us to go with our relationship with our marriage because it's not about us right it's about God it's about him getting glory through all the things that we do in our life when we find a uh, when we find a person that we that we want to marry, God gets the glory. When we get married, God gets the glory. When we have kids, God gets the glory. When we start a business, God gets the glory. Amen. Whatever it is that you do in your life, God gets the glory. But before you go and do it, God gives you a conviction to do it, and that's what we're telling you today. Have conviction about things that you do in your in your life, in your marriage. Because when you do have conviction, and you both have the same conviction, nobody can stop you. The devil may throw everything at you. He may throw the kitchen sink at you and, and everything in it. But it's not going to withhold you from entering in where God wants you to be. Because when he's got two people that agree, when he's got two people on the same journey, that have the that know what their purpose is and know where they're supposed to be they will enter in where god wants them to be because no devil in hell can stop you 
No person, no man, no woman, no judge. Nobody can stop you from entering in what God wants you to be. The only people that can stop you are you. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, most definitely. And when you're, and when you're married and you have a conviction and your spouse doesn't have the same conviction, then that's where prayer comes in. Definitely, um, we haven't always felt the same way, and a lot of times it's because. It's not, it doesn't have to do with the other person, but it has more to do like we don't want to hear God because mm. <laughs> we want to do our own thing. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. I remember sometimes you're like, well, I don't have that conviction. Well, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then later on, I come, I come back around like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times we, we can make uh, mountains out of molehills, you know, because as people, we can, you know, act like this is like the end of the world on things. But a lot of times when, you know, God speaks to us and then we're like, okay, well, I'm going to stand firm on this. There's very few things that you really have to hold hardcore without just going into praying. And then that's how arguments and things can happen. But when we internalize and go into prayer, then saying, okay, God, you know, I mean, we could get it wrong. You could get it wrong and feel like it's a conviction, but it's something you came up with, you know. But if you hold true to um, wanting to honor and obey God and wanting to uphold what is God is calling you to do in, in your marriage, because your marriage is actually not for you. It's, it's not about you. It's not for you. It's for other people. Um, it's to show the magnitude of God for other people mm-hmm. and getting married. You see more of God if you allow yourself to see it. Yes. Um, and so with, with that being a priority with love being a priority, I think for us, the, the focus on the, the focus of the conviction on love and choosing love and choosing growth. So there's not an option to give up, to give in, to let, you know, dumb things or not so dumb things, you know, Im- impact our marriage to the point to where, you know, we're just like, okay, I'm throwing in the towel and, you know, forget this and I don't care. Um, you know, there's times like that, but in the, in the beginning it was hard because you're learning to live together and yeah. <laughs> you're learning to understand and there would be nights that I would cry and, you know... <laughs> because I felt like you didn't understand me or, you know, whatever, and I'm sure vice versa. I mean, your, yours would be out of anger. Mine would be more breaking down, crying, and, you know, but yeah, um, it's because we, you know, we wanted, I think we wanted the best for our marriage, but we had a hard time in the, in the beginning process of it, even though we knew as much as we knew about what we should do. Right. And... As we continue on this journey of the Marriage Crime Podcast, you know, you're going to hear more stories about how we have learned to come together and how God was able to use the beginning of this union of bringing two people together and how he was able to help us move towards being one. Mm-hmm. And that's still a process today, but we're going to continue to add value to your life, to your marriage, or even all you singles, by giving you a little bit of more information about how we were able to do that um i want to definitely say one more thing before we close um the thing is before before we got together 
we knew that this was it. We've never had any intention on calling it quits. We've never ever had any intention to divorce and that never will be an intention because mm-hmm. we know what God has put together, no man can separate, not even us. Because if we're committed to the covenant and if we're committed to the conviction that God's given us, we're going to work it out. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. So I hope that you guys got something out of uh, this episode today. And hopefully what we said, it blessed you or maybe it encouraged you or inspired you to, to do things a little bit differently or see your marriage or your relationship differently. And for those singles, if you're in a relationship, you should be asking yourself, God, is is this the person I should be with? And, you know, can do I have the right people around me to help me to see the God in this person? You know, ask yourself those questions. You know, uh, Crystal and I, we have uh, our own podcast, uh, podcast channels. You know, I have the Grind Workshop uh, podcast that's on all major platforms. And Crystal, tell us about your... It's Convos with Crystal. Same on all major platforms. And, uh, you know, our goal is to add value to people on personal journey whether that's through business, whether that's through relationships, whether that's through marriage, uh, we're going for it. So, um, do you have any last things you want to share with uh, with anybody, babe? No, I just want to say thank you for joining the Marriage Grind. Awesome. Well, that's it for our episode today. We look forward to adding value to you next week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.